Hey, this is Mark Altman. Have you been looking for the ultimate Star Trek podcast? Well, check out Inglorious Trexperts as we take you, well, as we boldly go, where no one has gone before exploring the incredible history of Star Trek and beyond. Back in the 70s and 80s, before the advent of VHS, chances are, if you saw a classic movie, it was on the 430 movie. With their famous theme weeks, it was a chance to see movies you never saw and get reacquainted with some old classics. So now, join us for the 430 movie. This week, it's Hell to the Chiefs week. Hello, I'm Mark Altman, and welcome to the 430 movie. So, Hail to the Chiefs Week. What's that? Well, we're honoring <laughs> Election Day, and I hope you've all gone out and are if you haven't filed your absentee ballots, that you've gotten out to the ballot box and voted. It's never been more important than now. So, uh, I want to introduce you to our regular panels along with our special guest. Once again, we have Ashley E. Miller. Welcome back, Ashley. Thank you, Mark. Uh, we also have writer-producer Steve Melching. Hello there. Or Steven, as he goes by professionally, as I often reminded. So you don't get confused by that weird nickname, Steve. And of course, Steve-O. I mean, and I've written, it's weird, because like half of my screen credits say Steve, and half of them say Steven. I don't know. That can be a real problem on IMDb. Spielberg yeah. has the same issue. <laughs> All those movies he did is Steve Spielberg. Steve Spielberg. Yeah. And, uh, and last but not least, our regular panelists are Richard Dawson, our Charles Nelson Riley, our <laughs> concept designer, the man who designed our fantastic, our for our rich little 430 <laughs> movie uh, swag, uh, concept designer, and uh, brilliant uh, artist, um, Mr. Darren Docterman. Let's see if he's up there, Darren Docterman! <laughs> <Bing>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Services. <laughs> <Pass>. <laughs> and then we're, we're, we're lucky to be joined uh, this week by actress and um, the producer of Galactic Cast and Comic Book Orange, Miss Casey McKinnon. Hello. Welcome. Thank you very much. The, we, we got somebody else voting at the ballot box this week <laughs> as we pick oh, our oh. five. Except that I'm Canadian. Oh, so you can't oh, vote. No. I can't vote. You can't well, nominate. There's, there's nothing that says she can't vote in the 430 movie. That's right. Yes. yes. I, I guess that's but true. But I'm here to encourage all you Americans to get out there and vote. There you go. Excellent. Well, you need to get, uh, you know, a green card or something because oh, we, no, we need all the votes yeah. we can get here. <laughs> um, can okay. you sponsor people who want to emigrate to Canada? <laughs> you know what? I'm also encouraging Americans to stay in yes. America <laughs> because America needs you. Yes. Yeah. Now more than ever. So, okay. Well, this is going to be a fun week for Election Day. Um, we are going to talk about movies that either are about presidents, feature presidents, or um, Amer you know, American or Canadian government. Maybe it's about Justin Trudeau. Who knows? <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, great Margaret Thatcher movie, uh, The Iron Lady. Oh, um, yes. So we, we there's a little, um, you know, uh, ambiguity, but uh, we are calling it Hail to the Chiefs Week, so you get the idea of, of, of what it is. It's celebrating... Um, uh, the, the power of government uh, to um, basically create the power of government compels you. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, uh, we will look to Steve Melching to start us off with his suggestion for Monday on the 430 movie. Okay, well, my, uh, my pick is not a film about a president uh, or a presidential campaign. What? It has nothing to do with presidents because <laughs> I don't like movies about presidents. You're not quite getting the idea this week now, are you? <laughs> I don't like those movies. My, my movie is about uh, an election, an American election, however. It's a film from 1992 um, that is unfortunately – not readily available uh, for viewing. I think it's occasionally can be found streaming different places. It's out of print on DVD. 
and I don't believe it's ever been released in Blu-ray or high definition. That's why we're showing it on the 430 movie. That's right, and it is more relevant than ever. Every year it gets more relevant, and that is Bob Roberts, Mm. uh, a film written and directed by Tim Robbins. uh, I had it on Laserdisc, actually. I I did as well. (laughs) Uh, It's it's about a uh, senatorial campaign in Pennsylvania in 1990, and um, it's got a great cast. I mean, it stars Tim Robbins as uh, Bob Roberts, uh, has Giancarlo Esposito uh, as an investigative reporter. It has Ray Wise, the, mm. the awesome Ray Wise, as his campaign manager. My favorite Martian. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> Ray, what? 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 Wait, That's- what? That's Ray Walston. Oh. <laughs> That's Henry I Fonda. Th- I thought oh, it was Henry I Fonda. <laughs> I got you, boo. Don't worry. Ray Wise was in Twin Peaks. You know, he killed God Laura damn it, Palmer. you're right. Spoiler alert. And he's so oh, great as kind of the, the, the glad-handing uh, campaign manager of Bob Roberts. I just want to say that I did a at the Long Beach Comic Con. I moderated a panel on Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I thought the most exciting thing would be, you know, the Sherilyn Fenn was on the panel. But it actually was... Ray Wise. I was like so excited to have Ray Wise on that. It was great. It was great. I'm such a He's fan. such a great mm-hmm. character actor. He's like like with up there like to me with like JT Walsh and Steven Toblowski and like all these great character actors. Mm-hmm. Was he good on the panel? He was great. Yeah. And what a nice guy. Oh, it was really I'm glad to it hear was that. super fun. And I mean it was like I had all these people from the the new Twin Peaks and a bunch of people from the old Twin Peaks and uh you know it's like they called me like a week before and said uh you know, you want to come and moderate this panel on Twin Peaks? And it's like, would I? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was, it was fantastic. I really, really, I could have done that for hours. It was, it was terrific. He has one of the the best qualities that I look for in actors, which is spontaneity. Mm. There's just mm. something about him. He can switch on a dime, and that's what I love about him. Well, and he shows that in his performance as Leland Palmer, mm-hmm. where he goes from being so sort of the nice paternal dad to this psycho possessed lunatic i mean it's just the range he has and and then he was oh great God, in reaper too. <laughs> yeah and when he played a Mar- that was a- he like in starfleet academy like yeah, and, a groundskeeper and and, and uh, when he when he directed the sound of music yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's just he's so charismatic on yeah. screen too. He just holds the screen anytime he's on. He just well, you heard what Casey guys. said. He was on Star Trek. Yeah. And I mentioned yeah. that on Twitter. I said, "Oh, you were in one of my favorite episodes of Next Generation. Who, who watches the Watchers? The one oh, they thought yes. Picard was God." And I said, "Obviously, they made a mistake because we all know William Shatner is God, not Picard." But um, <laughs> anyway, one of my one of my college friends was in that episode as well as a stuntman. Anyway, <laughs> by the way, Ray Walton. Was Walson? in Walston. Thank you. Was in uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. He played Boothby. Oh, that's right. Yes, we yes, we know. Right. Okay, so back to <laughs> not right. But you know who else was Canadian? Bill Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> he was also you know in Star what? Trek. I knew that. Because <laughs> you both went to McGill. We did both go to McGill. We have a William Shatner building. Oh, Although, is it does it get bigger every year? <laughs> oh, hey! Watch it. Hey, the roof hey, is hey fake. No. Well, I'll tell you, if I ever do a remake of Back to School, I'm going to the William Shatner building at McGill University. Okay, so Bob Roberts. Uh, Ray Wise is the campaign manager. Alan Rickman is in it as a sort of a... A, a an English shady, guy? An English guy. No, he's a, <laughs> a, a former CIA operative who's involved with some shady dealings regarding a charity that Bob Roberts runs. Gore Vidal plays uh, Bob Roberts' uh, opponent, Brickley Paste, in the, in the election. John Cusack is in it as the star of a Saturday Night Live type uh, satire show that he goes on. Uh, Jack Black 
a very young Jack Black is in it as a young uh, fan of Bob Roberts. And then a number of uh, stars play various TV anchors, including Peter Gallagher, Susan Sarandon, James Spader, Fred Ward, and Helen Hunt. Um, so Bob Roberts as a character is a, uh, a guy who went to military school, uh, made it big as a businessman on Wall Street, and then became an entertainer. Uh, let me stop me if this sounds familiar. Uh, he holds large rallies uh, in which he plays his music, uh, these folk songs with, uh, with titles like Drug Stink, This Land Was Made For Me, uh, Complain, Wall Street Rap, The Times Are Changing Back, I'm a Bleeding Heart, all these great conservative things. And he brands himself as a conservative rebel. And I, I, when I rewatched this movie recently, it's like that is exactly how Trump branded himself, the conservative rebel. Uh, he complains about the lying press. He hosts a beauty pageant. He's got this big estate. He appears on this Saturday Night Live show. He's got a personal doctor vouching for his health. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a truly prescient film, and it's a great satire of uh, the election process, uh, uh, or maybe less a satire and more of a uh, a warning of, of what's to come or, or a, a exposing sort of the worst aspects of our democracy with uh, conspiratorial thinking and, uh, you know, the, the, the dirty underside uh, of elections. And I just think it's a really entertaining uh, movie as well. I, I, we, we can't talk about spoilers in this show. He becomes... As the race tightens and scandals start to erupt around him, they fake an assassination attempt on him in order to uh, rally uh, his supporters. So it's uh, I think it's a really terrific film. It's not easy to see, mm. um, but uh, I would encourage people to seek it out if mm. they have not seen it. Yeah, good suggestion. Deep cut. Um. <laughs> not a president. <laughs> a That's okay. It, it's in the general... And senators have gone on to become presidents. And so. Bob Roberts would no doubt, if they made a sequel to it, he would no doubt be president. Uh, in so a there you go. Um, Darren Doctorman, Tuesday. Yes, Mark. Um, Tuesday. My selection is from 1993, and it is Ivan Reitman's Dave. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I smell trouble. Oh. Um, it's, uh, it's a uh, Canadian. No wonder. I've seen Reitman. now. There yeah. you go. Um, I, I, it's it's a heck See, of a. We fun... don't pre-plan this show, by the way. We don't know what anyone else is going to pick. Yeah. And uh, apparently, Casey was going to <laughs> apparently pick Dave. Don't worry, I have about twelve. So I'm if sorry. You need I, one, I, can... I, I I read I read your mind, and I I'm sorry for that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of like um, the Prince and the Pauper, actually, in, in a in a weird way. Yes. It's uh, uh, a a, a an out of luck actor who looks exactly like the current president um, is brought in to uh, basically replace the president because the president has taken ill, and uh, he gets uh, so good at uh, representing the president at functions, he kind of becomes the president as the president actually passes away, um, and he has to fool not only the staff. But uh, the president's first lady, and uh, it is, it it is a very sweet movie, and it has some really nice moments in it. 
and uh, some lovely acting by Kevin Klein and Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver. Um, and it just is a very nice sort of uh, glimpse into what it might be like to uh, live in the White House. And Casey, did you want to add anything to that since uh, I get the impression <laughs> so that you may have had that on your mind as well? So much. Uh, no, actually, uh, so I rewatched it recently. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something about seeing him play the president, but also seeing him as the imposter. The, right you know, look alike. And the his mannerisms and how he changed his um how he changed his whole stature. Yeah. yeah. His um physicality mm. is the word. Um yeah, everything everything about it, you know, obviously he's trying to but you see it and you see how he's he's pretending he's he's an actor, so he's preparing right. and, and just everything about it is so comedic. Yeah. Um but then also about that film and how um like the i think i feel like the moral of the story is is to get involved in politics and at any level and that each one of us has a certain certain skills that can you know translate like, to like politics like Liam Neeson. exactly <laughs> exactly a particular set of skills so i mean um say uh you know as as producers you know, producers know how to manage people. They know how to hire people, give people jobs. You know, writers know how to, you, you could write a bill, you know. Um, there's there's a lot of skills that, that we all possess. Even, even a car mechanic, you know, knows how to purchase and how to find good deals. And, you know, there's, so there's a lot of skills that each of us have that we could go into politics. So I feel like this moral of the story is this guy who finds jobs for people, right. um, temp jobs, he, you know, as president, he realizes he could do this for the country. Right. Um, I, one of my favorite scenes in it is uh, in the Oval Office or one of the side offices with uh, Charles Grodin, his accountant. Uh, he, he basically calls him in to talk about the budget. Mm-hmm. And they go over the budget and, and uh, he says, are you hungry? Wait, how, how about some how about some sausage with that hot mustard? And he just calls up and says, "Hey, can we have a couple sausage sandwiches with hot mustard?" And Charles Grodin's going, "You can do that." <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's part just of such a sweet little, a, sweet little scenes. It's a, it's a long tradition of the everyman or the every person right. who is elevated, you know, because there there is such a the trope of the career politician being evil. And that someone who could just who comes with idealism and a freshness, you know, can clean up Washington. You know, it's it's Mr. Smith goes to Washington mm-hmm. with Jimmy Stewart. I mean, it's an old trope. It's done very well in Dave. There was a movie that came about the same time that I prefer to Dave, which is American President, uh, which inspired the West Wing, Aaron Sorkin's film, which I think is a better movie. But uh, I do like Dave a lot. Actually, I, I love Dave. I think um, use the word lovely, and I think that's a great word. That'll be that'll be the word for this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's very funny. It's very light on his feet. He is excellent, and it reminds me. This is going to sound bananas, but. Uh, it reminds me of kind of the unholy offspring of Tootsie and being there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm glad you get that. I mean, it's like, because it, it is sort of that um, that assumed identity. You know, the tension of it is like when he gets caught, like right. he forms these connections. He becomes this person. But what does that mean? Um, and then with being there, it's just, oh, the sort of the wisdom of simplicity, mm-hmm. um, which kind of carries through being there in a big way and, and, and certainly is in place in Dave. I mean, 
times perhaps a little too simple. Um, but, but it also has great lyrics to Hail to the Chief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hail <laughs> when, to the he, chief. when he's singing he's in the, the shower. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hail to the Chief, he's the one we all say hail to. Yep. We all say hail because he keeps himself so clean. It's <laughs> 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 hilarious. Yes. <laughs> No, it's um, so. Uh, it, isn't there a storyline where it, he's estranged from the first lady? Mm-hmm. The and president, the real oh, president, yeah. is estranged from the first lady, mm-hmm. and uh, she walks in on him in the shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which always raised questions in my brain: Is he circumcised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, that's that what question. You I never, never I never thought never, that. Never <laughs> think it, Well, because you're looking at their yeah. their reactions and going, "Oh God." Well, right. it tells you a lot about the relationship now, doesn't it? <laughs> because she sees him, like but, in the shower, and doesn't go, "Oh yeah, she's definitely not like the like the coach in um, Porky's." Who's like, "I recognize that." It's like she doesn't. <laughs> Apparently recognize him at all. Mm. Not really. I mean, what was her what was her marriage like? It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. <laughs> God, it's so funny. It's like it's like, you know, with Dave, it's like I, I definitely prefer American President. It's like with Bob Roberts, I prefer a face in the crowd. You like Kazan's movie uh, with Andy Griffith, uh, which is a similar sort of uh, you know, rise to power. Um, face in the crowd is a masterpiece, yeah, and yeah. I hope we'll talk more about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I love Face in the Crowd. Bob Roberts. I wanted to. I think Face in the Crowd has been getting a lot of press lately because it's very similar to uh, a lot of modern. Stories yeah, but that we've the been difference seeing, is but... that Face in the Crowd, Andy Griffith going on a hot mic and basically saying he'd shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, uh, I, I get, you know, brings him down. <laughs> right. You know, whereas. It makes uh... him more popular. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's a story for another podcast. Um, Ashley, we've heard we got Dave, uh, we got Bob Roberts in the mix. Um, I'm going to come to Casey next, but uh, what um, what do you think? So for Wednesday, the movie that I'm going to propose for Wednesday is a film um, about a, a veteran. Um, he is a cynic about politics, about government, about civic virtue, and he is thrust into a situation where his very particular set of skills um, must be brought into play in the service of the president of the United States and indeed the country. And he goes from being a person um, who who has become insular and keeps everyone at bay to someone who recognizes that there is value and connection with the community and understands that there isn't necessarily um, an inherent link between government and civic mindedness that somehow community can uh, can can rise above like those sort of very um, constitutional considerations, and I am speaking, of course, of Escape from New York. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Escape from New York, the President of the United States uh, faces down the Duke of New York, a number one, <laughs> and Kurt Russell plays Snake, call him Pliskin, Pliskin, call him Snake, uh, who is recruited by the great Lee Van Mother. Cleef, uh, to uh, to go into New York City, which has become a um, a maximum security prison, um, and extract the president who has crashed uh, deep inside the city, um, and get him out in time with a recording that's supposed to be played at the UN. God knows where they are now. Um, Des Moines. In Des Moines, uh, to uh, to prevent World War Three. Um, and uh, the thing that's amazing about Escape from New York is that, you know, you could make that movie today, call it Escape from New York, and everybody would think it would be about negative net migration from New York City. But it's not that. Um, weirdly, Escape from L.A., the sequel to Escape from New York, 
also sort of kind of fits the theme, um, also could be a movie about negative net migration um, from Los Angeles. But it's a great action film. It is actually a great movie um, about service to your country. Um, and about the relationship of the president to the people, to the point where the ending. Mr. Of that, Miller, I'm going to have to ask you to come to the point pretty soon. Okay, so, here's the, <laughs> so the point is this: at the end of Escape from New York, after a lot of people, including the, our beloved Ernest Borgnine, dies, <laughs> it's a sign of a good movie. Trying to get they love Ernest Borgnine. Trying to get Donald Pleasance, Donald Pleasance, as the president of the United States, mm-hmm. out of uh, of New York. Um, with this recording, the president is shaving, you know, he's cleaning up to kind of go on TV and play like this recording that's going to save the world. And uh, and Snake, you know, walks up to him and it says, you know, Mr. President, I just have a question for you. Oh, certainly, uh, Snake. Uh, what, 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 of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have to make it quick. I have to do this. And he's like, yeah, so a lot of people died trying to get you out of there. I just wondering what your feelings are about that. And uh, and Donald Pleasant says, oh, well, um, you know, the, the country certainly uh, appreciates their sacrifice. And Kurt Russell says, well, uh, OK. And he just kind of wanders off. And when the president puts the tape in that somehow is going to save the world, um, it plays the theme from American Bandstand. And he realizes that he gave Snake Plissken the wrong answer about the relationship between the president um, and, the, and the people of the country. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, uh, that Escape from New York is probably one of the great um, up with people uh, movies about presidents uh, of our lifetime, and uh, and I cannot imagine a hail to the Chiefs week without a movie like Escape from New York. Well, Can we it. impeach Wednesday? Please? <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's it's uh, you know I would say that look. It, you can say there's a movie like Dave called The American President that I like better than Dave. Or you can say, I like faces in the crowd. Um, you know, <laughs> I almost said paths of glory. Better than Bob Roberts. But you can't look at me and say, you know what? Escape from New York is great, but I like Escape from L.A. better. You're absolutely right. I so cannot say that. there is nothing like it that stands apart. Escape from New York. That uh, Look, uh, we, we can come back and discuss it, but I mean, it's legitimate. It actually has the president in it. He's a character. He, he's a character. He, he's, yeah. be, you know, he sort of betrayed the goodwill of, 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 of we see the, 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 the average person in New York just struggling to get by, come together for the common good. You know, All I right, mean, Mr. Miller, we'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and it has that great John Carpenter theme. Absolutely. Boom, 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 boom. You know, one, that one note that he keeps yes. playing over and over again. Um, Casey, have you had a chance to think about Thursday? Oh, yeah. I already had a backup. Oh, yeah. I just didn't memorize everyone who was in it or Sorry. anything. But, um, yes, so Thursday, very important day. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the I grew up in the 90s, and it was all about corrupt presidents. Um Really? Gee, yeah. What Did you miss the nineties? <laughs> well, Other I think it was probably due to uh, people growing up in the seventies and yeah. seeing the Nixon administration uh, and being inspired by that. <laughs> um, and so, for me, I think Thursday. I want to suggest my fellow Americans with Jack uh, Jack Lemon and no. James oh Garner. My God, yeah, guys. you know what? And and in that movie, oh. we of course have more Hail to the Chief songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's actually a great choice because there are more presidents pound for pound in that movie. They're all ex-presidents. There's like <laughs> well, in four, that case. There's like four presidents. 
in that movie. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see you outdo that. Um, <laughs> on a pound for pound basis. Hold my beer and watch this. Wow. But, but, I, mean, I, I, I gotta tell you, that was even on my long list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, great. it's it's a fun buddy comedy. Um, and I guess I was really, you know, I know a lot about JFK um, because I played Jackie Kennedy a few times. And I sort of know everything that sort of happened over the course of those five days in November from the assassination to the funeral. And um, so you would think that I would choose a JFK movie. But... Uh, no, I want to go with the dumb comedy from the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, you know? Um, and so, yeah, no, I watched it recently, and I just found that having those those two very opposite presidents, one is a Republican, one's a Democrat, one is, of course, uh, embroiled in a, um, a adulterous scandal. No, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for being so confused. Obviously, this is my backup. Um, so they, you know, they hate each other. And they, the third president, who is now in power, is trying to pin um, pin some scandal on one of them. Uh, and when they are, they find out about it, and people start dying, and they actually themselves um, evade getting killed their helicopter blows up. Uh, they sort of, they're stuck in the middle of nowhere trying to figure out how to clear themselves and make sure that they don't die in the process. Uh, it has a lot of really fun actors in it. Um, I mean, we were talking about Twin Peaks earlier. Uh, actually, not Twin Peaks, I should say from Dune. Oh, yes. Yeah, Stilgar. 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 Everett McGill. Everett yes. McGill was also in Everett Twin Everett McGill Peaks, was in it. Yeah. The big, oh. big, uh, you know, Big Ed Hurley. Oh, yeah. Ed Hurley. He's yeah. also in License to Kill. Um, and also, uh, interestingly, I found out today that one of the actors in My Fellow Americans, his name's Jeff Yeager. Was in V. Was in V. <laughs> yeah. But, but even more interesting to me is that he was in an episode of The Twilight Zone, The New Twilight Zone, where he played Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah, he had so a vaguely Elvis episode, look. Oh. Yeah. Almost as much as James Cauley, but not quite. Not yeah. quite. Yeah. And of course, uh, this movie also has Dan Aykroyd as the mm -hmm. current president and John Hurd, who uh, plays an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So a lot of a lot of great, I mean, fun little things that you know they get to see the people of the country when they're lost in the middle of nowhere, trying to get um, to Ohio uh, to the presidential library so they can find some proof that they're innocent. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just a fun little ride, you know. And uh, I guess like Dave, I was along that along that edge of like just enjoying a buddy comedy. Oh my God! My daughter won the presidency. This is unbelievable timing. Ser no, ser I just got a text from school. My daughter was in the election to for for senior class president, uh, for a uh, uh, sixth grade president, and she won the election. Wow, <laughs> that's wow. amazing timing. I, I just got a text. I've been waiting for this text. It says we are proud of every candidate that ran. You were classy and determined. Never give up. You remember our school in the best way possible. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations, President Altman. And you know where yeah. she, that's right, you know where she, she learned everything from? Independence Day. 
No, oh. the Brady Bunch. I, uh, when oh, Jan yeah. was running, she learned what not to do when she saw how Jan messed up running for a presidency in the Brady Bunch. Well, I'm glad she didn't, she didn't learn by watching Election. Right. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's funny because that was on my list. And, it's on my list, too. I, and I'm shocked film. that nobody has, well, has brought it up. Mark, but I have a question for you. Yes. So what movie, kind of like My Fellow Americans, do you like better than My Fellow Americans? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ashley, I'm glad you asked because we've come to Friday. Oh, boy. And uh, I'd like to start. Um, uh, you may want to go get some dessert. Uh, some dinner because I got quite a list here that we need to talk about. Oh my goodness! Because I am appalled by these suggestions. Oh, Absolutely appalled. Bob Roberts is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Escape from New York, a number Escape, one. Escape from New York actually is probably the best <laughs> of these suggestions so far. Um, first of all, uh, I'm going to take us way back, pre-code. Uh, Gabriel over the White House, uh, one of the most uh, important films about the presidency. This is Walter Houston. He has a near tragic accident and Gabriel, the Archangel Gabriel, shows up and convinces him how to be a great president. But this is their idea of a great president at the time. He like becomes this complete despot who gets rid of, like, rid of prohibition and basically attacks the gangsters. The, ga- the gangsters attack the White House with machine guns trying to kill the president. I mean, it's crazy. It's, you know, anybody who knows the Hayes Code basically limited what you could do and depict on, on, on screen um, because it was a way to protect the morals of America. But um, this was a pre-code film. And these films have the most gonzo, crazy things. And Gabriel of the White House, it, 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 it anticipates FDR. It was made during the Hoover administration. And they said, oh, if only we could have somebody who wasn't a crook like Hoover. But their idea of not having is like having this complete despot totalitarian president. It's, it's, it's gonzo. Okay. But that's <laughs> not really uh, what I would say. Uh, there's Air Force One, Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. get off my plane. The parallax view. Wait, wait. One, say that again. You sounded just like Harrison Ford. No, I don't. Oh, um, I'm not trying to do any imitations. I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, this primary colors, which is not a great movie, uh, based on the book by Joe Klein, the Ramona Clef about the Clinton administration. John Travolta plays a thinly veiled version of Clinton. Not a great movie. It, um, it's kind of fun, though. It's fun. It's kind of fun. It's fun. Uh, I, I love Roger Donaldson's 13 Days about the Cuban Missile mm-hmm. Crisis. Bruce Greenwood plays one of the many actors to play John F. Kennedy. Speaking of John F. K., JFK, my truly favorite conspiracy, one of the best movies of the 90s. Uh, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I don't buy any of the bunk that this movie is disseminating. And yet, but I love it, um, is JFK, uh, which oh, is yeah. just a brilliant, well, brilliant movie by Oliver is, Stone. Was, it's the shortest three-hour movie you'll ever watch. Right. It is absolutely yes. the filmmaking on display in that. I, I remember seeing it in 1991, I believe it came out, and it was just absolutely tremendous. The, the form the, is flawless. The content is silly. Yeah, yes. the, the, yeah, the, but the it, mixing of media, yeah. oh, the, so the editing, the uh, music. And the impact that it made at the time when it debuted. I remember, I think I went because there was a Star Trek VI trailer on it or something. <laughs> but... Um, it was it's it's a it's a remarkable movie, um, it, br- brilliant you know, g- g- ridiculous. But um, but I just I mean that ten minute scene between Donald Sutherland as Mr. X and um, uh, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Costner um, as um, you know uh, who's investigating the JFK uh-huh. uh, is it's just it's just great and and jo- another John Williams score that's mm-hmm. that's terrific. I, you know and then Oliver Stone did another movie which is not as beloved which I also love with another great John Williams score, right. Nixon, Nixon. Yeah. Uh, which is even a little more crazy, 
but uh, is a, is is a terrific a terrific movie. Um, <laughs> the best, best piece of music from the Nixon score isn't in the film; it's used right. for the trailer. For the trailer, yep, which yep. is a tr- tremendous piece of music. Yeah, really great, really great. Um, you you know, obviously, Seven Days in May, another great conspiracy theory uh, a film by John Frankenheimer uh, about a plot, uh, you know, by. Um, uh, 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 rogue generals to depose the the president, and Kirk Douglas is the only thing that stands in the way uh, between Burt Lancaster and 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 president uh, the president played by Frederick March, which I love that Doctor Strange Love right. doesn't get any better than this, but maybe it's post apocalyptic week. Maybe that's better than um, uh, than um, for present week. You talked about election clearly. Um, that is one of the great films about an election uh, recently released on Criterion, but now. I get down to my my two picks. Your actual picks. My actual oh, your picks. Two picks. Well, actually three. Oh um, my gosh. They're, they're, you know, and, and maybe Steve, you can help me with this. Um, one is bananas, where Woody Allen becomes a uh, uh, president of San Marcos, a small banana republic. Um, uh, and Howard Co- with that brilliant opening with Howard Cosell narrating the assassination of the president. Okay. Uh, Very deep. I, I'm getting I'm getting to to what I think should be the film. I'm warming up. Uh, uh, I like the Mouse Reward better. The, oh. <laughs> the Mouse Reward. I like bananas better than Mouse Reward. But anyway, we'll have to agree to disagree. Uh, the <laughs> President's Analyst. Oh, yes. With uh, James Coburn uh, as an analyst who becomes a uh, uh, therapist. The Shrink to the President. The Shrink to the President, a thinly veiled JFK. Uh, and he's being chased by the CEA, which is the CIA, and the FBR, because they were afraid to say CIA <laughs> and FBI. <laughs> Um, and the villain of the movie is the TPC, the telephone company. Yeah. <laughs> the telephone company. Uh, and basically everyone's worried about what uh, James Coburn does or doesn't know. And it becomes this totally mod gonzo chase film. It's madcap. It's madcap. It's a madcap <laughs> movie. And that's a great description of it. Uh, madcap being today's word for this podcast. You know, we got some time. Let's not just race through this one. Right. I, a lot of people are probably not. May not have heard, even heard of this. I mean, I've movie. heard of it. I just haven't the, ever the seen it. The President's Analyst. It's nope. uh, it's not readily available. I don't think. Uh, I have it, can, it on DVD. It's on streaming now. You it's can on um, the high def version. It has never been released on Blu-ray, but you can download it for um, on iTunes or Vudu. Uh, both have it. Um, it's uh, it's really a surprise. Uh, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good surprise. Okay. Um, uh, it's. It starts out slow, but then it ramps up into this psychedelic 70s trip, basically. Um, and it's uh, it's crazy. There's no, there's no describing it. You have to see it. It's just very strange because it, it goes into the sort of psychedelic world of the late 60s, and um, it takes you on a, on a surrealistic trip, basically. Um, and it's intrigue and its uh, politics and its uh, strange uh, do- goings-on in the government. and It's like a sp- go-go spy movie. Yeah. It's got a Lalo Schifrin score. Yeah, it's it's extremely odd. And if William you, Daniels is in it for crying out loud. Yeah, it, yes. would, it, would never, it would never be made today. Ever. No, that is for sure. It's definitely uh, a very entertaining 60s film that's worth seeking out uh, if you... If you have the means, it is so choice. Even the way it got, <laughs> even the way it got made, um, 
you know, he had just done the very successful In Like Flint and Our Man Flint for right. Fox, and he had his own production company, and this guy Ted Flicker, who'd never directed a movie, you know, had this, and, and Paramount agreed to bankroll it with Flicker directing, and it wouldn't have happened without sort of James Coburn really going to bat for this, and it was a different kind of role for him, and he's so good in it, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, he, he, is the, he is the constant, uh, steady figure walking through this whole thing as these events swirl around him. And it's really fascinating. Yeah. It's interesting. I see Will Gear is an actor mm-hmm. in the film, and he founded Theatricum Botanicum, which is a Shakespeare um, theater here in Los Angeles. Ah. So that's pretty exciting to me. I'd watch this. You should. It's, you should. it's really fun. Yeah. And, and while we're doing fun facts about the President's Angeles, there's also Severn Darden is in it from yes. uh, This Way to Eden, um, and uh, Godfrey Cambridge, who's great in it. Right. Um, it's a really, it's a really fun film, and if, if anything, any of the takeaways from this episode of the um, 430 movie, this is a movie that probably most people listening have not seen, and, and I, I would strongly recommend. And I think this actually recommend. did show on the 430 movie. <laughs> it, it might have, it might have. I, I didn't see it until many years later, yeah. um, but uh, but my pick. Uh, b- largely because it has the word president in it, um, is... The American is, president. Did you just Google president movies? So no, I, I have my notes right here. I could have done this off the top sure. of my head, by the way. Um, uh, is um, No, actually, you know what? I'll tell you what I Googled. I Googled to see if in Face in the Crowd he was actually running for Senate or if it I was... I think it was Senate, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so that, that was what I was Googling. But I very rarely resort well, since, to since, crude shenanigans I mean, of Mark, looking since, at IMDb. Since that movie isn't your pick, should we talk about that for a couple minutes? Yeah, because, and I will announce my pick because I'm firmly committed to my pick for Friday. What's you want to do? Okay, do your pick then. Or, okay. do, or then because yeah, I have another one yeah, as well. Because, we can because we can. This is what we should do. Let me make my pick for yeah. Friday, and then if we want to replace okay. any of these, which might be a good idea, just saying. Uh, okay, my pick for Friday is Alan Pakula's legendary movie, All the President's Men, oh. with Robert Redford mm. and, uh, and 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 Dustin Hoff. And, Dustin Hoffman and Dustin Hoffman Henry Ford and um, uh, you know Pakula is another guy like Franklin Schaffner yeah. who never got the respect he did he died young in a car accident in New York um, but he made films like Sophie's Choice Presumed Innocent Clute you know Parallax Review another great conspiracy yeah. thriller yeah, about a great. senatorial candidate who uh, um, um, uh, but um, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Pakula but he's never made a better movie than All the Presidents Men it's brilliantly made um, it's about a very important time in American history uh, it is a detective story. It is a conspiracy thriller. Um, and I think, you know, for people who didn't live through uh, the whole uh, Watergate uh, and, and Nixon uh, era, um, it really captures, and I was extremely young at the time, but it, it captures the feeling of that era. And um, it really is an example when people say they don't make movies like that anymore, like they did in the 70s. It's that virtuoso 70s movie making, adult, smart you know, brilliantly acted. And because you go down the line, it's not just Redford and Hoffman who are great in that movie. You know, you have Will Decker, um, Stephen Collins, who's really good at Hal Holbrook, who's terrific, and Jason Robards, uh, who is absolutely, you know, amazing as Ben Bradley, Bradley, uh, the editor of the Washington Post. So I I just can't say enough good things. And of course, I think it's very relevant to today, uh, the power of the press. You know, there are certain uh, parts of our society that have demeaned and diminished the role of a free press and the democracy. There's nothing more important. And and uh, I think that all the president's men uh, pays homage to the importance of a free uh, press. And, you know, and I, I can't. Well, back know, when the press wasn't looking for clicks. 
That's well, there, there's something to be said for that, but there's a difference between the print media, uh, the, the the old gray lady, the New York Times and the Washington Post, and and these 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 August magazine and the Atlantic and things like that, yeah. and the New Yorker, than there are for the websites. So while that is true, I think of 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 um, digital media, uh, you know, to diminish the work that's being done uh, in the print media would be unfair because these people are are really preserving and uh, our democracy and 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 there's a lot of shit to dig through and uh, they're keeping us afloat barely so well, plus this is back from the time when scandals were simple yes <laughs> <laughs> you know yes when it was uh, black and white you know relatively and it, this yeah. is a much more deliberative process i mean these are journalists chronicling the story of these journalists who are digging and digging and you know, trying to find the facts and corroboration. And it's a very deliberative process. Mm -hmm. It's not throwing out the news onto the web or onto Twitter or something like the first draft of history or the first rough draft, you know, right. first rough draft, draft. It's history. the vomit draft. Yeah, of the history. vomit draft of history. <laughs> right. They're, they're actually trying to put together the pieces of this story. And it's for a film, it sounds like it would be a very dry topic. It's yes. a film about reporters, yeah. but they're played by two of the hottest movie stars of the time. And it's it's riveting. It's a really is a thriller. You want them to get to the truth and to. to it's break great. The story. It reminds you there were giants in those days. When yeah. you can take a true life story where you know the ending and still make it suspenseful, yeah. it's an incredible achievement. Because that movie is a nail biter. No matter how many times you've seen it, and and how much you you know Nixon resigns, you know they find, uh, uh, you know, and and at the time when people said they're adapting, Robert Redford wanted to adapt this, you know, the Woodward's book. Everyone's like. Why? How? <laughs> Who cares? And yet it is, you know, all that aside, take the politics out of it. Take, um, you know, the true life. It's a great movie, period. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Unlike. Know, that, no, that. Not quite as good as. Um, no, you know what? I considered this movie. But she didn't like it, so screw you. Well, no, I know, <laughs> it, I know that. I know that it's a we're fantasy programming this. Uh, the 430 movie. We're, we're not but, necessarily trying to find the five best yeah. movies well, about I, a topic. We're the more interesting. The, no, but the reason personal. I chose to ignore it was due to the current political atmosphere of the Me Too movement and Dustin Hoffman. So mm. I didn't want to put my money. I didn't want to put the give him fantasy residuals. <laughs> um, you by, know by suggesting most down. film deals, your residuals are basically fantasy. So I, I would veto that one. Well, here's, here's the other argument for my fellow Americans, which is, God damn it, these theme weeks. Yes, they should be. They should have dramas. They should move us. They should make us think. But at the same time, it should be fun. Yeah. Absolutely, it should be fun. It should be different. And that's what well, I think movies, is great about movies that Movies can do many things, and one of them is provide escapism and entertainment, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And we shouldn't diminish a film because it's a comedy. Uh, I, I think it's that's lazy. It's too often you know, people fall into the trap of dismissing a film as unimportant if it's a comedy or a genre film, a horror film or a science fiction film. And, and I, I think that's, in, that's unfair. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have a, a little... It's a very short list, but I, I have a little list of my own um, movies about. Well, no, no. Um, <laughs> I first, uh, you know, I have a, a movie that I think is 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 quite good. That's a movie about ex presidents. Um, 
and it's really about God, the um, the really intersection know. of um, law enforcement and <sighs> surfing. surfing. Oh my God! It's called Point Break. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, point this week. it's pretty much the greatest. <laughs> Mr. Miller, movie I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> and if you don't like that one. Well, you know, JFK... A gentleman is not recognized. <laughs> JFK is not the only movie about JFK. The lady recognizes the gentleman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> JFK is not the only movie about JFK um, and conspiracies and, and mysteries involving John Fitzgerald Kennedy. There's another film by a director named Don Coscarelli. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh my God! You're, you're just not taking this in the spirit in which it was intended. It's called Bubba Hotep. <laughs> oh my gosh! And um, it's quite brilliant. Uh, in a retirement home, we discover that JFK is still alive, and he teams up with Elvis Presley to battle a mummy. And it is absolutely fantastic. I think it's one of the most important meditations. Next on week, the role of Ashley Miller will be played by Casey McKinnon. <laughs> no, it's funny you should say that because I think Ashley Edward Miller, you are my heart. Thank you. Because the real movie that I wanted to propose this week was Mars Attacks. I was him. Yes. Thank you very much. Good. Let's talk about that Jack one. Nicholson as the president is just amazing. I think you're and right. And I feel like seeing that at a young, impressionable age uh, just changed my perspective of what a president and what uh, you know politics is in general. I just saw through the corruption um, as I was growing up. I just knew. I agree. Yeah. God, I'm horrified by all this. You shouldn't be horrified. <laughs> you should be celebrating it. It's just it's telling the same stories, but just in fantastical ways, in ways that I think are you know they're accessible, um, they're digestible, they're fun, um, occasionally kind of stupid, but in a wonderful way. I mean. Come on. What would you rather watch? Would you rather watch Point Break or The or American President? The American President. Oh, point Break. I, <laughs> I would know. rather watch The American President. There's nothing wrong with The American uh, President, by the way. I, 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 I would but like to say... Um, <laughs> point Break is definitely Tuesday. Uh, you know, when we, do, <laughs> when we do Surfing Week... Uh, but I would like to, you know, also we didn't talk, we were talking about Solo at lunch, um, and, and we were talking about Ron Howard as the director, and he did a, 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 a low-key but wonderful adaptation of the play Frost Nixon, oh, which yeah. I think is one mm -hmm. of his best yeah. movies, and that was um, Michael, um, uh, not Michael Shannon, Michael, um, Michael Sheen, Sheer. Michael Sheen, Sheen. Michael Shannon. and Michael uh, and who played uh, Frank, Frank, Frank Langella, who was uh, also in Dave. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I like Dave. Don't get me wrong. And Dracula. But I think Frost. Oh yeah. <laughs> for the great and John Star Williams Trek, Deep Space Nine. Well, you know, don't let him start Star Trek. He'll start saying, "Oh well, uh, what about the Savage Curtain? Lincoln was in that." <laughs> yes, uh, yes, actually, he was. Well, we didn't mention me. Lincoln, by the way. The Steven Spielberg. Oh, isn't film. that interesting? Yeah. Um, ah, but you know, let's back up for a second. Or Jefferson in Love. <laughs> we 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 mentioned a movie called or Face Paris. in the Crowd. Yes. Uh, which oh, is you're right. a God movie. God damn it. That, um, <laughs> gosh, day. what year was that? 63? You know, um, Maybe. but it stars Andy Griffith. And I, this is a movie I hadn't heard of until about 15 years ago. And um, it's, it's incredible. It's about this uh, sort of ne'er-do-well uh, con artist, basically, who's uh, a singer <laughs> – who uh, attracts the attention of a reporter, a young reporter in a small town, and ends up rising to great heights in government, becomes this populist hero, and uh, uh, rides this wave of popular support into Congress. And it is a really 
dramatic Andy Griffith. Most people think of him as Sheriff Andy Taylor, but he or is Matt a Lock. he is or Matlock. Matt Lock. And he is a vicious bastard in this movie. He can turn on the charm, but when he's on camera or on the radio, but he's a total phony, and he looks down on his, uh, you know, sycophantic, sycophantic followers. You know, he's he a womanizer. Nothing but contempt for them, and it's it's he's an very awful relevant. human being, and uh, he's continually rewarded for this behavior in the film until, uh, you know, spoiler alert, he's captured on a hot mic. Revealing his true yeah. nature and uh, falls from grace as a result of that. Uh, something that, you know, is maybe a fantasy now, but. A lot of people say, you know, On the Waterfront is Kazan's greatest movie. I think A Face in the Crowd is Kazan's greatest movie. I just think it's, it's, it's really magnificent. Uh, and, and again, it, it's a movie that has become more relevant as time goes on. Can I give you a counterpoint for Bob Roberts? Something in a similar vein? I, <laughs> Bananas. I, I have a feeling you're going to want to stick with Bob Roberts, but I'm going to throw I'm going to throw this out to you to see if you want to make a switch. Well, it, I, I, I wonder if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Is it The Candidate with no. Robert Redford? Although, although that is a, a good film. Because uh, The Candidate, of course, is about uh, a man who's uh, running uh, for office um, and he does, you know, basically he's handpicked because he's handsome, uh, but you know, it's not like he comes to it with a lot of ideas and he does, and ultimately becomes wrapped up in the election. He does whatever he can to win. And at the end, when he's elected, it, it's a result to its own end. So the last line of the movie is is Michael Ritchie as the satire. But at the last line of the movie is where Redford looks and he basically says, what now? You know, it's like the whole idea was to win the election, but once you win the election, it's like, what now? And it's a very powerful satire. And again, Michael Ritchie, another sort of director who doesn't quite get the love that he deserves, um, who's done some really great uh, work over the years. Um, and uh, I'm a big fan of The Candidate. I'm actually surprised it took me this long to mention it, um, but it reminds me in a lot of ways of... Uh, Bob Roberts as well, but well, probably better I was going to suggest another film uh, from that time, uh, for, from the 90s, called Bullworth, uh, oh, a Warren yeah. Beatty film where he plays a senator running for re-election and just starts telling the truth <laughs> one day. He just stops all the bullshit and becomes incredibly, you know, becomes this populist uh, hero as a result of it. I haven't seen this film in, in years. I don't know how... I have it on DVD. I, I don't know how available it is, but... Uh, uh, I remember it being a pretty terrific political satire of the time. Um, uh, I, I, I am not prepared to talk about it in right. depth. You but are not prepared. It was a film that I, I uh, really enjoyed at the, t- at the no, time. No, it's and, good. And it, it got a lot of attention. It was it really resonated in pop culture because they would talk about people being like the Bullworth candidate and stuff. Um, I mean, he but, started rapping. I mean, it, yeah. it's crazy. And, and uh, Beatty directed the film, uh, co-wrote it, and stars in it, Warren Beatty. Yeah, you know, and 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 um, you know, Beatty hasn't done a ton of great things since Bullworth. Um, you know, obviously he's a very methodical guy who, you know, like Kubrick, you know, does a movie once in a blue moon. But you know, he had done a couple. I like, I love Bugsy, you know, and and I think you know, Bullworth is quite good. Um, but you know, I don't know. Well, we seem to have an embarrassment of riches. Recently, here. didn't he do a movie about Howard Hughes that uh, was a big oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, collapse? It, rule, rules don't apply, which yeah. was a disaster. Uh, financially and, and yeah, well, and it was no Dick Tracy. <laughs> and he did a did that uh, Gary Shandling movie, uh, didn't he, a while back? Uh, and I would oh, like to yeah. revise my vote for Superhero Week. I think there's merit in We're Dick not Tracy. But but yeah, so I, I guess what we're looking at. You know, subject to anyone wanting <laughs> to revise um, what they said. Uh, Monday is Bob Roberts. Tuesday is Dave. 
Wednesday, Escape from New York. Um, Thursday, I'm, I'm choking as I say this, my fellow Americans, and then uh, capping the week with all the president's men. Does anybody, based on any of the conversations we had, want to swap out one of their films? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> I, th I think we're all set in our ways. I think we're good. The eyes have it. <laughs> Behold, dun, dun, President's dun, 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 Week. Well, come on, we're, Super, we're Superman too. Yeah. One of the great presidents, E.G. E e e Marshall. Hey, you know, if you're we not hadn't talked no. like crazy about that during um, during uh, Superhero Week, I would have been all over that uh, this week. Well, you know, it's funny because that actually is a great scene in in that movie where you know no president, no one so who quick no one who rules over so many would kneel so quickly. Yeah. Right. Where's the real president? And E.G. Right. Marshall comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's a great scene. And then starts the CBS Radio Mystery Theater. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. There is a reference that's going to go over 99% of the I don't says. care. I love it, though. It's really funny. God, there's so look, there's so many movies that... God, we didn't even talk about Manchurian Candidate. That's yep. true. Mm -hmm. So, well, and Mr. Then, Smith goes to Washington. Oh my goodness! It did vaguely. It did have a cameo. Yeah. yeah, it had a cameo. We suck for not talking about Mr. Smith goes to Washington. We did. We did. We just did a hail to the chief. Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Well, we just did Independence Day on Alien. Well, I know we did, week, but so. still, that's definitely but one of the great presidential the speeches, you know, and 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 that as well. So, but uh, I think you know, um, it's election day. Uh, we we hope. That whoever you're voting for, that you'll go out and execute, you know, uh, uh, take advantage. Execute. <laughs> <laughs> die, die. No, don't, don't execute. <laughs> no, no, no. We hope no. you'll go out and, 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 and take advantage of your, do your constitutionally, duty. do your civic duty. You know, people have, have, have sacrificed so much to get you the right to vote, you know, uh, whether it's our, our veterans or, or women uh, getting the suffragettes, getting women the right to vote. So there's a, an obligation you have to go and be educated about the issues and vote however you ultimately choose to vote. I could tell you how I think you should, but um, <laughs> you, you should go go and, and do your civic duty. And um, uh, this was hail to the chief week. Chiefs week on Chiefs. Not Chiefs. <laughs> the football Hell team Chiefs. on <laughs> Chives. That's about great butlers. Alec, uh, Alec Guinness and Murder by Death on Hell to the Chiefs week. Benson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the, the um, I want to remind you that uh, Lore is currently available for streaming on Amazon. Uh, the Disney Channel is airing Star Wars Resistance. Uh, and, of course, you can uh, check out Darren Docterman's fantastic um 430 movie swag at 430movie.com and uh, you can also follow us socially at 430 movie podcast and if you want to learn more about uh, Casey McKinnon or ask why she's so fascinated by dumb uh, Jack Lemmon hey, comedies nice. <laughs> hey hey now hey. Uh, no you, uh, Casey is uh, can be reached at Casey McKinnon at Casey McKinnon and we hope you'll join us again um, now that you've had your baptism by fire, we'd love to have you back. <laughs> Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. At Stephen Melching, at Darren Dock, and of course at Ashmaster Zero. So, and uh, you can find me at Mark A. Altman on Instagram and Twitter. We'd like to thank um, uh, our friends here at Electric Entertainment for um, the use of the room. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> of course, Bill Ritter, our fantastic engineer and number one supporter here at the 430 Movie. And please go on iTunes where you can rate us five stars for entertaining you for this last hour. And uh, if we weren't entertained, well, Maybe don't go to Apple Podcasts. But um, yeah, if you hit anything yeah. other than five stars, it will blow up your house. So don't do that. Just hit the five. What Ashley said. 
Again, this was Hail to the Chiefs Week on 430 Movie. We'll see you next week for an all-new theme week. Very special thanks to Casey McKinnon for joining us. And thank you for joining us for the 430 Movie. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Hail to the Chief. If you don't, I'm going to kill you.